Hey fam, you're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Campus, Katipunan. We hope that this message will help us know and follow Jesus and grow in our walk with Him. Let's continue to change the campus and change the world. Enjoy! You know, we are, we are ending the second month of this lockdown, of this quarantine. And honestly, if someone told me um, at the beginning of this that it would last this long, I probably wouldn't have believed that person. I probably would have said, no, that's an exaggeration. Um, but here we are, two months in, and we know that, that this isn't over. And o- over the past two months, I've been able, able to talk to a couple of you um, and hearing just a lot of stories of how we have responded to, to this crisis differently. For some of us, when we first heard the news, we were just so excited. We had so much time suddenly to do whatever we wanted. We didn't have to wake up early anymore. And we could, we could watch Netflix all day, play video games all day. And yet, as the time progressed, um, we've started to get bored and trying to find so many th- what things to do now. And I've heard of some people, naman, na when this started, they just, just felt a wave of anxiety, of not knowing what to do, just feeling helpless while people are dying left and right, hearing all of these stories in the news. And it just kind of became like a downward down, downward slope. And it's only now that, that they're able to cope. There are others that um, the moment this kicked in, they just suddenly found ways to help out. They made sure that that they organize a donation drive or look for suppliers for PPEs or, or you know, promoted stuff on their Instagram, joined school projects in, in, in their orgs. And with the rush of all of this adrenaline and all the action, it's only now that things have started to settle in their hearts and they're starting to feel that, that, that sadness and uncertainty of all things. It's only now that they're able to feel that emotion. And you know, it's, it's really times of crisis like these. These are times of shaking also for us. And it's in times of shaking that we look for things to hold on to, that we look for, for something to anchor our lives on. And that's exactly what I want to share with us today. What I want to share with us today is the truth that we can latch onto, that no matter what crisis comes our way, no matter what shaking there is in the government, in the media, in our lives, in our families, that we can stand on this truth and hold on to this truth because this truth will never change. And so I want to encourage us to open our Bibles right now to Romans chapter 5, and we'll be reading from verses 1 to 5. Romans chapter 5, 1 to 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, as we read this, you probably thought, okay, wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs) Honestly, when I read this, probably three to four times, I still couldn't get it. I guess it's because it's just so packed. It's so dense with so many truths. And and 
one way that we can actually see this that helped me at least when I when I study this is to see it like a ladder it's like it progresses from one thought to another it's like the author is completing the picture for us one concept at a time and these truths are, are really worth looking at it began with this we have been justified by faith now what this means is that before we were sinners but now God takes away our sin, takes away our guilt, takes away our shame through G what Jesus did on the cross. This is not something that we can do on our own. And this results in us having peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Christ, we are no longer enemies with God. In fact, He invites us into His family to be His sons and daughters. But that's not the only invitation that He has for us. It says through Him, we have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Now there are no more hindrances in entering God's presence. We don't need a quarantine pass. We don't need to, all, all the checkpoints are now, we are now cleared. We can pass through all of them because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And we now have access into this favor, this grace with God. It's, it's like a VIP where you have all access all the time, wherever you want, whenever you want. And our position is that we are standing on this grace. We are not standing um, on slippery slope or on sinking sand, but we are firmly standing. Our feet are firmly planted on this grace. We're standing on a rock that cannot be moved, that cannot be shaken. And this entire, these two verses end with this thought. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Because of this, we can hope for a beautiful future with God, for that time when the suffering will end, for this time where there's no more weeping and there's, there's no more pain, and we can forever be in God's presence. And what we have now is it's just a preview. It's just a trailer. And one day, we will be able to see the movie as a whole. And in these two verses alone, there's so many things that you can unpack and which we don't have the time for now. But I want to encourage you to go ahead, take the time to go through these verses and to unpack them one by one. They're so rich with, with these truths. There is so much to rejoice about when we think of what the future has in store for us. But what's so amazing is that our rejoicing is not just confined to the future, but even right now in the present, we can rejoice. And this is the part that I want to focus on at this time. It says in verse 3, not only that. So what he's saying is like, okay, you get all of this. Oh, the peace with God, access to his grace. But not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. You know, it's just so funny that the emotion of rejoicing and excitement was not just for the bright future and hope for tomorrow. But that rejoicing, that emotion, we can apply even in the blackness of our suffering today. In, in the pain of our, of our present. How? How is that possible in the, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the frustration, in the midst of the injustice? Well, the word says that we can rejoice in our sufferings 
knowing that suffering produces endurance. No, your suffering is not purposeless. Your suffering is not purposeless. And I hope that you're, you're listening to this. I hope that you're leaning in and that you get this. The, the trial that you went through, the, those times when you found out that, that someone you knew and loved tested positive for the virus, those times when, you know, as a graduating student, you had no idea if graduation would still push through and you probably still have no idea what's going to happen. And, and even after that, you don't know what kind of economy you will step into. You don't know what kind of job you're going to get in this kind of economy. Um, those times when you felt helpless because you, you just didn't know what, what part you played, what you could do to help all of these, these people who are suffering left and right. And as a student, you don't know how you can help them out. These trials and these sufferings that you have experienced are not purposeless. In fact, these can work and will work for you and not against you as you endure through them. How? You know, when we look at the Bible, that word suffering, sufferings are actually used in other translations as the word tribulation. And that word tribulation now, don't tune out on me. This is important. That word tribulation comes from a word tribulum, which is actually a tool used in the ancient times. It's like a big wooden board where they stick rocks and, and metal on them. kind of looks like teeth. And what they do is that they, they put the crops in a circular motion and they drag this tribulum around and around over the crops. And what happens is as it is being dragged, it rubs off the seed and it separates it from the chaff. Now, the seed is the important part. The seed is the useful part. And it, sepsir, it, it, it separates it from the chaff, the part that, that you throw away. And that's what trials do in our hearts and, and in us. That it separates, it, it produces that fruit. It brings out that, that seed of endurance, that fruit of steadfastness. Trials and tribulations produce this patient endurance and steadfastness. Suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. Now, that word character is, is also used as the word experience. Meaning, you have gone through stuff. Meaning, something has gone through and had testing. Then the test confirmed the quality of that thing. The test confirmed whether or not that thing was genuine, whether or not this, this thing is, should be approved or should be accepted. It's, it's kind of like um, this engagement ring when, um, when Ian first got it, he was told that it was a diamond, but he, he needed to see for himself. So he went to a jeweler and I don't remember the tool that they used, but it, it went through like extreme heat and like extreme pressure to see if whether or not it would crack. Because if it was glass, then it would crack. But because it was a real diamond, it passed the test and it didn't crack. The stone needed to go through a testing to see whether or not it was real. And as we go through suffering, as we go through crisis, what's happening is our faith is being tested. Our, our to see whether or not it's it's real, whether or not what we 
what we've sung in our youth services is real. Whether or not we really believe in what we've, what we've talked about in our small groups and we talked about with our friends to test if this faith is real. And I believe that as we endure this crisis, as we endure this pandemic, at the end of this, we will be able to say that this faith had been tested, that this faith is real. This is a tested faith. It has gone through the fire and has emerged as real and as genuine. And probably, as a young person, this is probably the first crisis that you've ever experienced. It's the first major um, crisis that you've gone through. And I just want to say congratulations. You are being tested. And what's happening is that your character is being built in you. And I believe and I'm in faith that you will pass this test. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. Now when you think about it, it's it's not really our character that sustains us. You know, we it's not our faith our, that keeps us going. It's so easy for us to change our minds, honestly. It's so easy for us to forget one day we're okay, the next day we're, we're suffering from all of the pain and anxiety. You know, we're so easy to change. But if you really look at it, what we will see is that it's God's character, God's unchanging character that sustains us. It's God's unchanging attributes that, that sustains us throughout this process of testing, of suffering, enduring, and producing character. Our God is trustworthy. Our God is faithful. Our God is, is our provider. He meets our needs. We are never in lack. Like what Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And this promise is still true for us today. Our God is faithful. And that's what brings us hope. Uh, an experience of, of God's unchanging character. What, what God can do and what God is continuing to do in our lives. When I was much younger, I was 12 years old, when my brother was born. His name is Philip. And a few months later, as a newborn baby, he was diagnosed with, with uh, Sturge-Weber syndrome. It's a very rare um, diagnosis. Um, and it has just really affected the, the way that, that our family lived from that point on. I remember um, the times when we couldn't go on vacation without bringing an oxygen tank, without bringing his own water, a separate um, type of food that we had to bring for him. He couldn't walk. He couldn't even crawl as a baby. We had to buy an inclined plane to teach him how to crawl. And as I remember all of that and how God just sustained my family in that season, how God remained faithful to us, that even as we went through that, that, that really hard time in our family, God had sustained us. And just a few months ago, my, my, uh, just a few weeks ago, my brother actually turned 16. And he, honestly, we, we didn't know if he would, if he would reach this age, and yet God has blessed us with, with more years of his life. And as I think about what God has done 
to my brother, in my family. As I remember that, how he sustained us through that, it gives me hope for what we are going through right now. Knowing that that same God that provided for all of our needs, all of the therapy, all that my brother went through, all of the medicines that he had to take, he, he still continues to provide for us even today. And remembering that and, and looking into the crisis today gives me hope. What suffering have you gone through in the past? And how has God delivered you from that? How has God made a way in, in your life when you felt stuck, when you felt like the only way out was really through a miracle? Take the time to remember that even today. The suffering that you went through. The crisis that you, maybe your family as well, went through in the past. Remember God's goodness in your life. And as you remember that, I hope that that hope will just rise in your heart even right now. Our hope comes not from looking to ourselves, but looking to God. And our hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, sometimes when we trust someone or trust an institution or or an object and then only for them to fail us we we just feel so shattered and so betrayed and and it leads to so much disappointment and even shame but this hope that we hold on to is not like that this this hope does not disappoint this hope does not deceive it it is certain it 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 is proven and it has passed the test when you say hope does not put us to shame, it's like saying, God, I knew it. I knew that I could trust in you. I knew that you would pull through. I knew it, that you would help us find a way out of this. This hope does not put us to shame. And when times come that when we forget about it, because we are really forgetful sometimes, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us and to pour out God's love in our hearts once again. The, the, the Holy Spirit is there to to, to pour out God's love in us afresh. And He reminds us and enables us to experience God's love again in a new way. No matter how dark this crisis gets, no matter how difficult your suffering gets, we can have hope. And you know, long after this, this crisis is over, long after COVID-19 has been taken care of, we will go through another crisis. We can expect that another crisis will come. But you know what? We can still have hope even then because our God never changes. Because our God is still faithful. Because our God who was faithful then is faithful now and will be faithful even in the future when we experience the next crisis. Our confidence is in His faithfulness. Our hope is anchored on His unchanging character. Lord, we ask that you just even restore our hope right now. Lord, remind us of your faithfulness in the past. Remind us of the suffering that we went through in the past and how you, you, you helped us go through that. How you made a way out when we thought that there was no other way. And Lord, 
If you did it then, we know that you can do it again. Lord, help us fix our eyes on you. Help us look to you, our author and perfecter of our faith. Help us put our trust in you completely. And may we say in our hearts that we are fully convinced that you are a faithful God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we're going to be having a time of worship again. And we want to respond in worship. And as we sing, I hope that, that, that this song would be our prayer of faith. That this song would minister even to you. Maybe you don't feel like you can even sing right now. May this song minister to you. Take the time to really listen, to still your heart, still your soul, and allow the song to build hope in you once again. You just listened to a podcast from Every Nation Campus Katipunan. For more details, you can find us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and Instagram.com slash ENCampusKatip. Or just simply search in these websites, Every Nation Campus Katipunan. We hope to see you there. Take care and God bless.